Bosses. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Emma. And today we're sitting down with Abby Tucker, who actually just got married, so that's not her name anymore. Um, but she <laughs> is the owner of that soul shop, um, which has super cute accessories and super comfy blankets. But basically, we just sat down with her today and talked about how she started her business. And we also kind of jump into some different mental health topics, which is something that all of us are passionate about. So it was a really fun conversation, and we hope you guys get a lot out of it. The interview you're about to hear is like the first time I met her, and she was super bubbly, super outgoing, and super fun to listen to, and also super inspiring and motivational. So I hope that you guys get something new out of this episode and enjoy it. Yeah, we are excited to have Abby and without further ado here she is hey guys we are here with Abby Tucker we are so excited um, to have her on the podcast today I don't know the order that these are going to be released in but she's technically our first guest besides our sister so we're super excited to have her Abby is seriously a ray of sunshine if you guys know her Um, but she is a small business owner and she Abby are you 20 or 21 I'm turning 21 in May so Yay. Okay. Yeah. So she's 20. Um, so we were just going to talk to her a little bit about her business, her story, um, how she got to where she is today. So yeah, we're super excited. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself, like where you grew up, your upbringing, what you do now, what your business is, just all the details that you want to share. Oh, good. My, my life story. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like born and raised, grew up in Mesa. I lived in the same house, same neighborhood my whole life. So like very deep rooted in like Mesa culture, right? Crazy yeah. um, girls. Yeah, Heck seriously, yeah. a part of me. I am the youngest of four children. So I like I've always been like super like creative. Like instead of like I hated Polly Pockets because I'm not very like like. I can't do like that. I'm like the connecting and uh, that's the worst. So I always crafted. I like would build houses out of like cardboard for like my American Girl doll. Like that was my jam. Uh-huh. I always did that. Like I always was like looking for a way to like use a hot glue gun to craft to create something. We would have and been so best friends growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Be best friends now. It's fine. <laughs> so like that was like what I did, and I've always been very extra, very loud. Um, but I like have nannied on and off. Like I was definitely like the girl that kind of drove my friends crazy. Like I was like, okay, well I have a babysitting job, so I'll see you after seven because I'm gonna go make thirty dollars real quick, and then I'll come hang out with you. And so I've always like been I always have liked to work. I've always been very like money driven, um, which is kind of interesting because like, honestly, like my business, like I make a good amount of money, but it's not like I could live off of it. Right. This is definitely like Mm -hmm. a passion project right now because um, I felt called to do it like from God. And so it's definitely like a passion project right now that would be amazing if like it blossomed into my full-time gig, my fiance always says, I'm just waiting to be like your trophy husband. Like I'm just waiting for it to blow up so that you can just rock the world and then we can just live our amazing fashionable lives. And so that's the goal, obviously. But um, it's very much a passion project right now. I did, for reals, I quit my nanny job. I was working for this family. And I told her like, I love your kids. I love your family. But I just need to try to just jump in and do this. Let me just see. And I did it (laughs) for about two months. And then I'm like, I'm so bored. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like I just am very much like uh, I need to be feeling productive 100% yeah. every day. Oh yeah. And it's very hard when you have a small online business to feel productive 100% of the time. Yeah. Mm. I did and- not realize until we're recording this episode how similar you and Emma are. <laughs> like the more you're talking like, oh, Emma? Like I did not realize. Oh, wait. Oh, are we the same person? We need to be business Deal. partners or something in the yeah. future. <laughs> I totally support this. Yeah, like it's just like like my three words like are like for my life are like that help me drive are like people, productivity, positivity. Like those are my three words that wow. like are like and it took me going to counseling to figure this out. Like totally pro counseling. It is not a bad thing. It is amazing. Um, but it's like I'm people productivity positively driven, but you can't like you can't give to two masters at one time, right? Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh my gosh, I need to go help my mom with something. And but guess what? You might have like five orders. So it's like I'm gonna choose to put people first instead of productivity. Yeah. Or it's like mm-hmm. I'm having a really, really, really hard day today. And so positivity isn't going to be my like main focus or whatever it is like you can't have two masters all the time like you just have to like solely give yourself to one and then next day okay today I need to be productive today I need to do that it's like I've learned with myself like I have to I have to stay balanced but to stay balanced I have to fully give myself to one thing yeah I like that a lot um yeah this is not the next question we were gonna ask but I feel like because you brought it up it's like a good time but um yeah so you talked about counseling and I know you've spoken on your Instagram about like your journey with anxiety and depression and I know that's something the two of us have talked about too um yeah if you're comfortable can you tell us a little bit more about that kind of your journey with it and how it's kind of fueled you um as you've progressed yeah so Kind of what happened, like, my main, like, real slap in the face of, oh, BTW, you have depression. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I decided to serve a mission for my church. I was super nervous, super anxious. Like, I struggled in high school, but it's, like, everyone struggles in high school, yeah. right? It's, like, not, like, <laughs> the lone ship out here. Um, and so I just thought that that was normal. I went on my mission. I was super excited to get called. I got called to Utah. LOL, where all of the Mormons are, so that's cool. <laughs> I was ecstatic because I got my mission call actually when I was in Mexico and I was terrified. I'm like, I have been like sick. I like I don't want to go to a foreign country just to go to Utah. Super excited. Left. Awesome. I was in um the missionary training center for my church, thrived, did amazing, got into the field, literally mute. And I am a talkative person. I am I am very outgoing. I'm very loud. I was silent. Like, I was, like, culture shock. Like, I had culture shock in Utah. Like, how is that possible? Like, I am from Mesa, Arizona. (laughs) So I, like, was kind of in a loop, and I was struggling, and I just felt lost and silent. And for some reason, I felt like I couldn't express myself. I had to be serious. I had to be the good missionary. I had to follow all the roles. I was, like, putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah to be like 100% and you can't be 100% 100% of the time yeah. you just can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how you break and I remember it was it's called pioneer day in our yeah. church and I I remember it very vividly like I broke and I just bawled and cried and I had to call like the sister missionaries who were over us and they called our mission president's wife and then I went to my mission president's house and like I talked with him and we met with a counselor 
And I told the counselor everything that was going on. And he said, Sister Tucker, I would suggest you go home. Emissions are not supposed to break you. And if you stay out here Mm -hmm. and you try to get on the right meds, that could be awesome. But guess what? You could be put on the wrong meds. That could be devastating for you. And so I made the really Mm -hmm. tough choice to come home. And I struggled. And I did not get back to normal. And I just felt like I was broken and cracked. And it was it was very hard. And I just couldn't find peace or feel like I was at home with anything. I just was like a shell. Yeah. And it took counseling to get back on my feet. It took somebody to say, Abby, this is normal. Like, it's okay that you feel this. Someone validating mm-hmm. my emotions. I feel like my mom was doing that. All of my all of my family was like, Abby, you're so brave to come home. Like, that's so hard. Like, you're fighting it out at home. Like, all these things. And it was good. And I felt love from them. But someone saying, Abby, it's okay to feel these emotions. Yeah. And one really good tool that he taught me was that you right now are looking at your emotions like say your hand is in front of your face okay he says you are looking at anger or you're looking at depression and you're letting depression sit right in front of your face and you need to tell Mm -hmm. it to step back thank it for being there thank you for being here I really appreciate you warning me that this is how I am feeling give it gratitude and then walk around it and proceed and guess what that depression that anxiety that fear might follow you and it might jump right back in your face because it's a protection mechanism of your brain. Mm-hmm. Like depression, anxiety, fear, angst. Like it is a protection. It's like, wait, wait, you're doing something wrong. Wait, wait, wait. This could be really bad. Like this could not be good. What are you doing? Why do you think you're doing this? It's a protection for mm-hmm. us. So we need to give it gratitude. That's a, and yeah. I like once I once I realize like, oh, I'm not giving it gratitude. I'm angry. But once I realize, no, this is a good thing and thank it then I can move on and move forward. And then I was able to heal. It took me about a year to be normal. I am going to be perfectly honest with you. It took me about a year to like be myself, feel myself, post funny dancing videos. Yeah. Be happy, have car dance parties. Like I didn't listen to music for probably four months. Wow. And that's really weird. I am the car dance party queen and I did not do that. But I think that I had to go through that journey to realize that being happy is a choice, first of all. Getting out of bed in the morning is a choice, second of all. And that, like, you can do anything if you have faith in God and have faith in yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's really totally. good. That's really good. I like that example you gave, um, like, having your hand in front of your face. I think that's really yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. So you started your business with blankets, right? <laughs> yeah. So you talk about that as like your blankets are something that like have comforted you when you're going through that. Um, totally. So you, yeah. So your business is called That Soul Shop. So what was mm-hmm. it that like inspired you to start that business? Why did you choose to start with blankets? What do you make now? Kind of all those things. Totally. So I am going to like hit the right on the head of that question with the blankets being comforter. They're the craziest thing. Like, like, it really does, like, I'm not, like, sales pitch, but, like, kind of at the same time. Um, They really, honestly, like, it's the craziest thing. Like, I really, my passion project now, which I'll get around to it, but my passion project now is definitely, like, making people feel like themselves. That's why I went to earrings and went to statement pieces. But mm-hmm. I love those blankets. And I still sell them. I still make them. I have so much fabric coming out of my ears. Let me sell you a blanket. They're literally the but... best. They're the softest. <laughs> Like they feel like butter. Lauren, my my like best friend from childhood, got me one for Christmas one year. 
the best things yeah. ever. Like, you need these in your life. Yeah, they're, like, my fave. But, like, they really do. It's, like, whenever, like, it's, like, a hug. Like, it's, like, I remember, like, sitting in my apartment on my mission, sobbing. Like, I just want my mom. Like, you know, like, you just, like, feel so broken. When then, of course, like, your natural inner child. Like, I want my mom. But it's, like, that blanket was, like, literally, it's, like, a comforter. And it's just, like, the best. But after that sales pitch and truthfulness of that story, I started with blankets. One of my friends was going on a mission. I sent him. This is, like, the detailed version that most people don't get. But <laughs> I was, Yay. he went on a mission. I sent him a Hydra flask. It got stolen in the empty seat. And I was pissed. What the honestly, heck? Honestly, actually. I know. And so I was like, all these missionaries, you're supposed to be righteous and you don't steal a Hydra flask. That's fine. And so he like grew up like he's a really good family friend. He like practically grew up in our home. And he actually emailed my mom and he's like, Shauna, I need a blanket because all of these blankets are too short. He's like six, four, huge person. And so I was like, mom, we're going to make him a blanket, but we're going to make it with a tag on it or his name or something. So that if someone steals it, they feel bad. That was my intention. If someone stole it, they <laughs> would feel bad. So that's good energy going into that, right? <laughs> um, and so I was like, how do we do uh, this? Do we embroider it? Do we like Sharpie it? She's like, Abby, that's dumb. We'll just make a little tag. So we got ribbon and we pulled out the wire. You know, like how ribbon has like wire on the sides. We pulled out the wire. Yeah. And we... And my mom, well, my mom's sewing machine broke elder shell and then it programmed in, sewed it in, put it in. And then one of my other friends, mom, we sent it off and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. The raddest thing. This blanket has this name on it. How cool is that? Like, I thought it was so cool. <laughs> and I was telling my friend's mom and I've been for a while, like brainstorming, like, what business do I do? What business do I do? And I'm a very visual person. And so like on my wall, mm-hmm. on my room, it kind of like looked like a major, like almost like creepy creepy serial killer board because there's like string with pictures and wires like all of these women that were influencer to me like Joanna Gaines the Allison mm-hmm. show Jade Bendit from Finders Keepers like all of these women that I'm like they Courtney Jean all of these women that I was like I love what they're doing and then under below their picture I had all their characteristics of their business that I loved and all the characteristics so of cool. their personalities and why I think their business is thriving and then I had strings wow. to, like, what connected them, what made them the same, what made them differently. And then I had, like, a list of, like, I had, like, these totally different ideas. I'm like, I could do swimsuits. I could do clothes. I could do scrunchies. Remember when scrunchies were, like, the thing? Like, oh, I was, yeah. like, all of these things yeah. that I was, like, I could do. And my friend's mom was over, and she saw my board, and she's, like, Abby, why are you doing this? You made that blanket, and it was amazing. Why aren't you doing that? I'm, like, <gasps> why am I not doing that? That's a great idea. And so my mom, my family is a very big, like, dream pusher. She's like, if you want to do that, let's do that. You want to run for student body president? Let's do that. You want to raise money to go to Disneyland? You babysit and we'll go. Like, all these things. Like, she's, I very much grew up in a house that is a dream lifter, dream pusher. And so she said, yeah. And so she said, okay, I'll put in 400. You put in 400. Let's go to LA and we'll buy fabric. And I said, okay. So we went, we figured it out and we bought fabric. And then we started sewing from there. Um, And then I knew my blankets were comforter items. Like I knew they were like, they help people feel calm. 
because I felt that like my mom made these blankets for us growing up and I, I have always felt that and I wanted the name to be be still my soul that's a that's a hymn that mm-hmm. we sing in church and my sister mm-hmm. said no that's too Mormon you have to make it more <laughs> universal so it was soul threads and then later I after I, I went to several Allison things at the Allison show I um, was like trying to like fuel my fire again and I just realized like I love these blankets they're amazing but they're not fueling me they're not like they're mm-hmm. not it's not a passion project mm-hmm. anymore it's like I cut and pin and my mom sews I advertise and distribute all these blankets like these blankets are not getting made like in China or right. LA and we're reselling these these are all like made on my kitchen counter like this is very much like a labor-intensive project and so I was like kind of tired of doing this is really exhausting and so I was like I really want to do earrings and I was actually talking to my friend Lauren because like one of my favorite um other like Instagram shops is Rosie June she's amazing her earrings are fantastic and I told Lauren I was like Lauren she's just killing the game and I spent so much money on her earrings Ah, like I, I want to do this and she's like Abby you're so dumb then do it like you already have a shop why are you saying I wish I could do this just do it and so I was like okay <laughs> so that <laughs> night like we stayed up till probably like two in the morning looking everywhere where can we buy earrings like in wholesale where can we find statement earrings to resell like all of these things and we found places and Honestly, it's because like I'm surrounded by people that are like, Abby, then yeah. just do it, which is ironic, right? My I my fiance's that. like favorite is Nike. So that's like even more ironic. Like, yeah. just do it, right? Maybe it just say like put that vibe out apparently. And then so then I switched to statement pieces. I still do blankets. I still love them. I still cut them. I still make them. But we switched to more to earrings because I want people to be able like growing up uh, and even now people are like, oh, Abby, I wish I could wear that. Oh, Abby, like I, only you can wear that. I could never wear that you just have to put it on and you can wear it. And I totally believe that my fiance, Jake totally believes that that's kind of like our motto. Like when people are like, Oh, like he's a very loud person <laughs> and he's, I'm a very loud person. People are like, Oh, I wish I could wear that. Oh, I wish you're like, just do it. Just put it on. Just, just, just do it. And then you're wearing it. And it's kind of a way like the blankets were a way to calm people's soul and my earrings and my hats and my neck and all of these things they're kind of a way to boost people's souls to like embrace their inner you kind of a thing yeah you definitely do that you definitely do that all of your earrings are so cute I don't have my ears pierced but every time I see your Instagram I'm like ooh, should I (laughs) should I but yeah they're so cute you guys should go check it out also if you want a shirt with her face on it you can get one of those too I do have those I'm not narcissistic I just thought I love it it's so cute (laughs) <laughs> I just think there's something to say too just like about like you started a business and then you were able to change it like you weren't caught up in like oh this is like how it started this is what I need to stick to like totally. like you weren't afraid of growing mm-hmm. and I I just love that yeah okay next question what's your advice to somebody who's looking to start up a business but doesn't know how to take that first step I'm a very visual person and so this definitely helped me like I said is I created a visual board I looked up women that I looked up to on Instagram and in the business world and I said they're doing it right they're succeeding and how do I Mm -hmm. how do I not copy them but how do I pull from their energy and how do I pull from their experience to to continue like my dream 
And so yeah. I would say definitely like look to women and look at their like way they're do- like, come on, let's just all look at Kylie Jenner for a second. Okay, she's doing <laughs> something right. Okay, just like I look to Kylie all the time. That sounds crazy. And maybe some people are like, that's dumb, but she's doing something right. She's yeah. making lots of money yeah. and she is super influential. And let's be really honest. Does her last name help? Yep. But guess what? Her pocketbook and what she does with her products, I think, speaks more yeah. volume. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, she definitely has her own brand. Yeah. Plus, I mean, those lipsticks. <laughs> let's just sell those as well as we're here. Uh, <laughs> let's just... I'll take another. Yeah, seriously. So I think that you kind of, first of all, if you can surround yourself with people who encourage you, that is number one key. Literally, message me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I will encourage you. Um, I think that's super important is to have um, people that encourage you. And you'll find that once you start your business, your fans and your, not that I have fans, <laughs> but like Kylie Jenner, I'm sure people send her things all the time. Like yeah, Jane Bennett. Yeah, we're Girl, I'm your fan. Shout out. <laughs> love, I love it. Um, but like your followers, your friends, your fans those people will definitely mm-hmm. encourage you. I was in Utah dating my now fiance. Um, and I got the nicest, nicest message from one of these gals. I, I met her in person and I met her at several Allison things. She follows me. She's very active on my feed. And she just sent me the nicest message and she videoed me. And I hadn't posted for a while because I was dating Jake and there was this trans- trans- transitions and I just was like, I was nannying and I was working 40 hours a week and I just let my business slide under the radar a little bit. And she messaged me and she said, I'm worried about you. How are you? I miss your face. I miss your dancing. I'm, I just want to check up on you that you're okay. Like people will reach out because people will learn to love you. And I think that speaks volume, not only of your followers, but of people in general, that people will have a bond with you. So, like, right now at the beginning, as you're building a business, you're like, no one cares. This is dumb. I'm just posting. No one is watching my stories. The first two slides, I have 50 views, and I have 20. Like, people just don't care. People care. People follow you, first Mm -hmm. of all, because us as men, like, natural man, like to look into other people's, like, windows of their lives, and I want to watch them do things. Like, I want to watch them succeed. I want to watch their business grow. I want to watch how their business is growing. I want to watch how they interact. Why do you think we follow influencers? It's because we're naturally curious about mm-hmm. how they're succeeding and how they're living their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that That's you so just true. have to, like, go into, like, running a business and just know that the first four months, you're going to say, this is exciting. I love it. And then it's going to drop off and you're going to say, nobody cares. I am not that business yeah. woman. I'm not growing. I'm not, I'm not succeeding. Like it's very traumatizing. I'm going to tell you right now. It's very hard, but I do it now. Not because I'm trying to be Kylie Jenner, not because I'm trying to reach a hundred K following. I'm doing it now because I love my earrings. I love it when people wear them. I love it with how they feel empowered by my product. And I think that if you have a product that makes you feel empowered, people feel that energy. So find a product Mm -hmm. that makes you feel empowered, that makes you feel happy, that makes you jazzed about life. It could literally be scrunchies. I love scrunchies. scrunchies. I have one of my hair right now. (laughs) Yeah. I do too. I so. think her name is girl. Her name's like the scrunchy girl or 
I think that's it. Like, she's literally, I wish I could remember. Okay, I'll look okay, it up cool. and I'll tell you what it is. She's like okay, we'll link 14 it. or 15 in high school, literally thriving in her business. Like, I love literally. That, yeah. That's amazing. I will send you her Instagram. You should <laughs> ask her to be on your podcast because literally, I looked at her and she is in high school and she's like 15 I love years that. old. <laughs> that's amazing but she loves her product she's so jazzed about yeah. scrunchies yeah. and you can tell like her product has soul in her product and so yeah, I think I you that. just have to love what you do and love your product it doesn't have to be your main hustle you could have four other businesses you can be nannying I was nannying working at Nordstrom's and doing this that's okay like it doesn't like I think us especially in this day and age like we think, oh my gosh, Courtney Jean, this is all she's doing. She's just selling swimsuits. She, like, this is her job. But guess what? She started out in a yeah. basement sewing on her sewing machine swimsuit. Like, she didn't quit her job to do it. Some people do. That's rad. They're amazing. I'm not that brave. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I did it. It wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like, do it. But don't think you have to give up everything you love to be the yeah. business baby I think that's be. good I think that people just like put pressure yeah. on themselves too like oh I should look a certain way like I should totally. be like this like influencer business person but I feel yeah. like you do it in such a unique way and you do it yeah. in your own way and like you can tell the passion behind your products and like you said people are like people invest in you and I feel like me and Emma have seen that with the podcast too we're like who even is going to care about this? And we've seen people reach out mm-hmm. that we, like, did not expect to listen to us. Like, And it's, it's like, so encouraging totally. to see that. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a lesson I'm learning. And in this time of quarantine where we, like, are separated and it's, like, not as fun and it's, like, well, what's the point in all of this? Like, what you say about, like, just being passionate yeah. about it mm-hmm. and people yeah. will notice is, like, so um, encouraging. What do you feel like so, – so, obviously, you're 20. You're about to turn 21. Um, what do you feel like has been the biggest Mm -hmm. challenge for you about like owning a business at such a young age? I think that (laughs) it's interesting because when I go to like, I've been to several like Instagram conferences. I actually met my husband, soon to be husband at. Yes. We need to talk more about that. So literally anything. Yeah. Literally anything can happen from your business. So let's just shout out those positive vibes. But (laughs) um I think that most of the time people are very accepting of you as a young age as a young like entrepreneur I think that we're in the world that Gen Z's and millennials want to want to build want to create we're very much in that mindset but I think that there is some like discouraging factors that go along with it just because people are like oh, you're selling earrings? That's yeah. Cute. Like, you're like, thank you. Like, it's just my soul. Into this. Thank you. Um, it's just my yeah. biggest passion. Seriously. Oh. But I think, honestly, for the most part, people are super kind. I It's kind of interesting, especially with this, like, whole quarantine thing. My mom's, like, biggest phrase, like, is, because my grandma's freaking out, right? Uh, We're all going to die. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> That's yeah. me. <laughs> and my mom just keeps saying, everyone is mm-hmm. doing the best they can with the circumstances given. Mm-hmm. And I sound like, I really, like, sometimes when I've gone to, like, conferences for it, I have gotten some, like, flack, like, oh, that's cute. You only have, like, 500 followers. You're like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't have 100K following. But guess what? That's maybe one in yeah. ten that happens. 
most of the time mm-hmm. and those people are doing the best they can they obviously feel insecure in their business so yeah. they're lashing out at mine mm-hmm. but most of the time people are encouraging people are super super uplifting like the allison show was wearing my earrings at one of her conferences so much i sent her earrings and she wore them and she gave me a shout out she doesn't do that and she did that she wore she wears my earrings all the time and guess what she doesn't always let me rephrase that she doesn't she never tags me she tagged me the one time at her conference but she never tagged me, but I know she loves my yeah. product, and that's what matters. Mm. I know she loves when she wears those earrings. They make her feel like herself, and that's why I sell my earrings. That's why I do them, and so I think it's, like, hard because, like, it, as a, if someone's building their business, they're like, ah, they wore my earrings, and they didn't tag me. That is literally the bane of my existence. How come you don't fetching tag <laughs> people, guys? It's not that hard. <laughs> But I had to relearn and refocus. Okay, they're wearing my earrings. Yeah. They must feel love for my product. It doesn't yeah. matter if they tag me. It's mm. okay. And so I think that most people totally are uplifting and positive. And when they're not, yeah. you just can't take it personally. And that's so hard. But it's just yeah. kind of the journey that's of really good. an entrepreneur. That's just good general life advice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it. general life advice. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, backtrack a yeah, little. We want to know tell us the about story. You. Okay, um, and tell us how people may know him. Okay, um, so we met. I was at the Allison IG for you, the Instagram for you conference, and it was September fifth. And I only know that because he is the romantic and reminds me of that date in general. Um, because with the whole <laughs> quarantine thing, our wedding got postponed. We're well moved up. Our ceiling in the temple and our reception was supposed to be May 30th. Hopefully, maybe now it's going to be September 5th. That's why I remember because he's like, that would be so cute. The day we get married. Right. He's the romantic in this relationship. Love him. But he's the romantic. Um, I got, I've already been to two of Allison's things before. I know you want to sit in the front row. And so I'm like looking. I kind of was a little bit late because you kind of have to like sit in your car before an Allison thing. You're like, I am awesome. I can do this. I am brave. Like literally yelling at yourself, kind of a thing. (laughs) Yes. And so because it's kind of intimidating. All of these like big, huge Instagram business women are there, and you're like, I'm okay. I'm a small fish in a big pond. It's okay. It's okay. You're amazing, kind of a thing, and you're hyperventilating a little. And so I walk in and I see his like fr- like front row corner and I like go up and I like ask like this cute little gal who was like sitting there. I'm like, is this seat saved? And everyone's like, Abby, why do you remember what she says? And I was like, because she said it so weird. And she was like, oh, I was saving the seat and I didn't know who for, but I guess it was for you. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. That's okay. I'll sit next to her. Wait, that's crazy. I know. I love that. And so I was like, okay and so I'm like talking to her and her name's Afton she's a photographer videographer super cool super jazz she's so nice and then the Allison thing starts she's wearing my earrings I want to cry because I'm so happy right um and then it's lunchtime and then this guy comes and starts talking to Afton and she oh this is my friend Jake and I'm like oh hi and I was like whatever like I mean he was cute like don't get me wrong but I was like, okay, like yeah. I'm in business mode, right? I'm in full-on businesswoman mode. I have my Miley Cyrus buns in. I have my heels on. I'm serious, right? I was like, I'm not here to date <laughs> you. 
And so, mm-hmm. and so I go and get my lunch, go and get my soda, come back. Cause I don't, all these women are very intimidating. And so I'm like, I'll go specify after and it's fine. And then after, after and I start eating and then Jake comes and sits by us and they start talking about this show. And I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. That's fine. And so, like, I just pretend I'm like, yeah, like being like kind of my like, cause I'm in business mode, right? So I'm like my more like, ah! like self. I'm like the high up self, um, and I'm just kind of living my best life. And I walk away to go talk to somebody, and I guess like Jake and Afton are talking, and Jake's like, you gotta find out if she's single. I have to know. And so Afton's like on it I got it (laughs) and so like in the middle of like all of the Allison things she usually makes you stop and get up and dance and during this specific conference she made us all stand up and do the Macarena and I guess like during the Macarena Afton's like putting her hands in the air and then just puts both of her thumbs in the air like yep she's single (laughs) don't worry Jake and (laughs) and then like the conference is over Allison like is done talking and Afton grabs both of my shoulders no joke and just kind of like brings me real close to her and she says Jake is single he thinks you're cute you need to go on a date with him and I'm like okay (laughs) and so he like comes up to me after the thing and he's like talking to me and like flirting with me and and, like I know what his intentions are but he doesn't know that I know kind of a thing right and he's like talking (laughs) right and we're talking and he's like so like we should get together because he has degrees in advertisement he's like we should get together and I could like help you with your Instagram and help you grow I'm like yeah totally you want my number and then he's like no I'll just look you up on Instagram and then walks away and I'm like okay and then I guess you yeah what and then like I didn't really think anything of it I'm like still kind of in business mode high and so I was like okay cool whatever and I guess he sat in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and like that is so that was bad that was stupid and then like goes to sister's apartment and is like ah I messed <laughs> and he messaged me on Instagram, and I guess it took me like two Poor days guy. to respond. I don't remember this, but apparently that's the story. And then we went on a <laughs> date. He asked me out, which I've never done this. Like I, 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 I'm not a dater, a dater. Like I, I, I'm a normal person. I just. My mom says I put off this vibe that makes me kind of like like an RBF face for dating. <laughs> and so like I didn't really date a lot, but I was like, okay, I'm in Utah. Yeah. That's what you do when you're in Provo, Utah. As a Mormon girl, as you date. And so I went on a date and he was like, Hey, we're gonna go rock wall climbing. I was like, What? Huh? No. Yeah. That's fun. But like I never done that. And I was like, more out of my comfort zone. But I was like, Yeah, okay, fine. Like, whatever, it's fine. So we like went and it was so fun and it was so funny when we were on the date he was like like so what'd you do this summer and I was like I don't know what I did that summer and I told him he's like I was like what'd you he's like well have you ever heard of Provo is eligible and I was like I have no idea what that is he's like oh well it's a dating show I was on it this summer and I just kind of like blew it off like it wasn't like I was like oh cool like that's that's nice you know and then um started dating and the air and the tv show aired and it's just like on yeah. youtube and oh, yeah. a lot of people watch it let me tell you guys i watched wait what's Jake. his name he's the one who won he's the one who dated lauren oh my yeah. gosh that's so wild. yeah so like day later in our dating relationship he was like oh yeah i like won it and i was like oh that's cool like it was so funny yeah. like, i watched him date someone else like on like and i like i found out very quickly yeah. i'm not a jealous person apparently because like i went to like that's the finale, good. i, I did not know watch parties like i went to all these things it was hard let me tell you that's so but funny. it was good and like it was like it was like but it came from 
Instagram yeah. came from my business. So, like, literally, how amazing yeah. is that? Like, I couldn't have planned that. So, it's just so funny how it all worked out. And it's just funny, like, right as the show ended, even, because we didn't really, like, go out. Mm-hmm. We never posted on each other, like, until the show ended. Just, like, Jake couldn't. And, like, yeah. It's just like we just didn't. And we went out in public. We went to Chicola, obviously. And we were holding hands. <laughs> and the the gal who was working the register, she's like in college. And she like looks at me. And she looks at oh. Jake. And she's like, you're not Lauren. You're not Lauren. Wait. Oh, what? <laughs> and she like turned into a ring. Yeah. And we got that so much. Like we don't really get that like anymore, obviously. Like the show is like over. But it just was like the funniest yeah. like dating like he was on a dating show and was dating someone else right that's so funny but it yeah. was... well congratulations we're so yeah. excited for you um yeah my mom thank like, you saw lauren posted Perfect. like on her photography instagram my mom was like wait abby's dating someone and she was like, wait he was on Provo's most eligible like my mom i think i must not have had instagram at that time like i was on a class or something and my mom like found out and was like have you seen this and i was like You're no enough. i had yeah. no clue but we're so excited for you. That's so fun. Thank you. Okay, last question for you. What are you most proud of about yourself? Um, <laughs> I would say, so one thing about me that I haven't said um, during this interview, but is definitely a very large part of me, is I am super heavy dyslexic. Um, when I got tested at ASU, I was tested for some of the worst dyslexia they've ever seen. Plus, I had the worst short-term oh memory they've ever tested at ASU. I was homeschooled for a little bit. Then I went to this private school. And the teacher, my mom said she has dyslexia. Oh. She said, we don't do learning disabilities here. Everyone Don't love that. Different. Yeah. Didn't yeah. love that. My mom was kind of upset. But then she focused on the second half. Everyone okay. just learns differently here. Mm-hmm. Totally accurate, right? Okay. That's totally yeah. true. Like, she just is like, I don't do learning disabilities. Everyone just learns different. And so I, like, okay. no joke, amazing. This cute little, like, 75-year-old woman, homeschool. Like, it was, like, a one-room schoolhouse in her backyard. Then I went to Heritage, right, which is practically the same thing. <laughs> we both small went to small schools, we know. Yeah, so it's, like, yeah. but, like, when I went to Heritage, I had amazing special ed teachers. I like body president. I did all these things. But I think the thing that I'm most proud of is I don't let my disability be a crutch. And I think it's because from a little age, I was taught Mm -hmm. that I just learned. That's really good. I love that. And like kids who are ashamed to go to special ed because they have ADHD, because they're OCD, because they're dyslexic, because whatever. I think that's so sad. Like their quote unquote, what the world describes as a disability is legit a superpower I am the artistic brain that I have because of my dyslexia it's like with depression if I kept that hand of depression that image of it's right in your face it's protecting you and I put it in front of my face and block everything all I'm going to see is depression I'm not going to see the world around me but if I thank it and give it gratitude it'll bless me with my dyslexia I am I love my dyslexia it's kind of the joke of my friends even I'll say something like even if it has nothing to do with dyslexia they're like Abby we were getting like ice cream, not brownies. I'm like, oh, I'm dyslexic. You're like, that has nothing to do with dyslexia. And I was like, I'm dyslexic. It's fine. Like, it's kind of like all of my friends. It, it's a happy part of who I am. I don't let it cripple me. And I don't be like, oh, I have dyslexia, so I can't do that. I have dyslexia, so I can't run a business. I have dyslexia, so I can't write poetry. I have dyslexia, so I can't XYZ. It's kind of like, yeah, I have that, but it's a part of who I am. When I was on a mission, I thought that my family was editing my letters every week because my spelling, my grammar, 
um, is horrific. And my family had a counsel before, like, they started sending out my letters and they said, no, we're not going to edit Abby's letters because that's who Abby is. Abby is her misspelling. Abby is that. Like, people who love Abby will totally understand. And so it's kind of who I am. And it's kind of like, I don't let that be a crutch. I let that be totally with me and, like, support who I am. That's so good. We have loved having (laughs) you on here today. Seriously, like, I just admire, like, I don't know. You just are seriously such a light. Like, you just, it's so clear in everything you do. Obviously, like, even though we both know Lauren, we've, like, never officially met in person. But you're such a light. (laughs) And you've gone through hard stuff. You've gone through messy things. And the way you still just continue to, like, bring joy to other people's lives is something that I really admire about you. And I love you being on here. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me. This was so fun. I love talking (laughs) about myself. You made made it easy for us. You are amazing. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, your business, if you have a business Instagram. Yeah, so my business is at that soul shop. And then my personal one is... everyone go follow her our podcast instagram at the hastes podcast you can write us a review and leave us a rating on the apple podcast app share with your friends tag us in your stories while you're listening give abby some love she's seriously the best go buy a blanket go buy some earrings it'll brighten up your your (laughs) quarantine look thank you so much abby um do you want to say our outro is just bye sis bye sis